Welcome to another edition of the Go Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my information comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is January 26, 2020. And I got about five different segments here for this episode. And I hope you enjoy it. And let me get started. Um, first, I wanted to start out with Marcus Woodson, the new defensive backs coach. Um, and here's what I wrote about that. Marcus Woodson, from what I've read on the Internet, is a good DBs coach. His secondary is ranked pretty high at Memphis and at Auburn. Um, you already know he replaces TJ Rushing, who Jimbo poached from Florida State. Marcus Woodson played the position at Ole Miss, so he knows what he's doing. Give Norvell credit. He moved very quickly to get a new coach in place. That says a lot about how Norvell, that says a lot about Norvell and how well-respected he is in the coaching community. Um, but like I always say, I take the wait-and-see approach when it comes to coaches. Um, yeah, from all accounts, from what I've read on the Internet, this guy's a well-respected coach. Um, Marcus Woodson, that is. And, uh, you know, everybody wanted Terrell Buckley, man. And it just seems like, okay, this guy is an old Miss alum, and he's at Florida State. Terrell Buckley is a Florida State alum, and he's at Ole Miss. So it's just crazy. But, um, you know, I hope he comes in. I hope he does a great job with the defensive backs. And we'll just see what happens, man. Um, you got a lot of talent back there. You got some talent coming in. And we got to, you know, we just got to trust this guy and hope that he does the right thing. And uh, from all accounts, he will. So uh, let me know what you think about that segment in the comments. Moving on to the next segment, which uh, is about Malik Henry, former Florida State quarterback. He's on the... Uh, no surprise to me, he's uh, out at Nevada, and this is what I wrote about that. Malik Henry, a former Florida State quarterback, was at Florida State in 2016. He got suspended by Jimbo for a violation of team rules. The suspension was indefinite, so he did something pretty serious. Uh, as of January 23rd, 2020, he's out at uh, Nevada. Um I seen this guy play one time in the Under Armour All-Star game several years ago. His talent was okay. This kid has been nomadic his whole football life, high school and college. I hope he can get his act together and go pro and have a nice career. Um I would not want him at if I would not want him at Florida State. Um his talent is not that great that Florida State should take him on. He's a head case. This program doesn't need that. Um, so yeah, um, doing research on this guy via the internet, um, he's just nomadic, man, he just, he can't get to a program and settle in and do what needs to be done, he's 22 years old, I think he's got like one year eligibility left, I mean, where can he latch on now, I mean, I don't think any big time program is gonna take a chance on him, his time, his talent is not that great to where you're going to risk messing up your program 
to uh, bring him in. So we just have to take the wait and see approach. <laughs> I don't I don't think he gets on with anybody. That's my prediction. I hope he does. I mean, I always pull for the player. I always want the player to do um, the right thing and be in the best possible situation to succeed. But, you know, Florida State, junior college, Nevada, you know, it just it just keeps going on and on. So we'll see what happens. Let me know what you think about that segment. All right, next I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go to my next segment. Does Florida does Florida State name and brand still carry weight? Um, and this is what I wrote about that. Yes, it does in most respects with coaches and fans amongst recruits where it matters the most. I don't know. Um, there were some rumors on the Internet that the number one running back, uh, Zachary Evans, was coming in for a visit. Uh, this past weekend, um, I haven't heard anything. Um, if 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 uh, Florida State could land him, it would be a major coup for Florida State. But we can't. If we can, if we do land him, I would rather have a top offensive lineman, a five star offensive lineman, than him as a five star running back. We need better offensive linemen. Um, you know, Florida. A&M has a five-star offensive lineman on their roster. I understand he transferred there, but it still just baffles the mind why we can't get top offensive linemen at Florida State. Um, Florida State used to go all over the nation to get whoever they wanted. Rarely did Florida State go the JUCO route. Maybe Norvell can change this for the better. I also think the brand took a hit. Uh, when Willie Taggart took over, the bowl streak ended. The winning season streak ended under his watch. Um, that wasn't good for Florida State. Um, you know, the brand took a hit, in my opinion, like I previously stated. Um, you know, those were two streaks that we were known for. Um, and we just have to get back to a point where we're playing winning football. And... You know, I don't know the strength and conditioning schedule. I hope it's every day. I hope they're working out every day. Because um, that's where it starts. That's where football starts at, is strength and conditioning. If you're not in shape, if you're not lifting weights, if you're not trying to get that edge on your opponent, right, you know, at the very early stages of, you know, the season and off season that you know that's where football is won and lost in the off season so um from all accounts you know Norvell has really um from what I've seen on the internet he's got these guys to buy in so we you know we just have to see what happens um you can't believe everything you you read you can't believe everything you see on the internet you know, if I'm not there at practice, which I'm not, I'm not privy to what the actual um, situation is with the program now. But I can only hope as a fan that uh, 
Mike Norvell is getting these guys pointed in the right direction. So let me know what you think about that segment in the comments. Next, I want to jump to uh, Super Bowl 54. And, of course, my San Francisco 49ers are there. And I'm just going to try to, you know, add something in about that every day up until the game. So right now I got Tyreek Hill versus Emmanuel Sanders. Who wins? All right. This is what I wrote about that. Tyreek Hill versus Emmanuel Sanders. Who wins? Tyreek Hill is obviously the faster receiver. Emmanuel Sanders is the better route runner. What makes Tyreek Hill even more unstoppable is that he has other basically number one options on his team. Kelsey, Watkins, Hartman, and you got probably the best quarterback in the game throwing you the ball, Patrick Mahomes. Sanders Sanders just got to San Francisco a couple of months ago. Um, initially, he made an impact. Um, he caught a game winner against the Rams. Um, I think I think both guys will have an impact on the Super Bowl. The secondaries for both teams are okay, not great. I think uh, San Fran's secondary might be a little better, but not enough to stop all the weapons KC has. Um, so I have to declare Tyreek Tyreek Hill the winner of this comparison. But I think Emmanuel Sanders will have a big game too. Um, yeah, Tyreek Hill is the better receiver. Um, but I, I only think it's because he has more weapons around him. So you can't really roll the coverage to Tyreek Hill. Whereas um, San Francisco has some weapons. Uh, Debo Samuel. Um, George Kettle. Uh, we really don't have that fourth receiver. Um, so, we, you know, you know, with that, you, you can't coach for a two-speed, man. <laughs> you just can't do that. So, I don't know what kind of game this is going to be, but throughout the playoffs, Kansas City has gone down a couple of scores early in this game. They historically don't start out fast. But, and then they just pick up. So San Francisco is going to have to pounce on that. Um, that trait that they have of not starting fast. We're going to have to come out the gate fast and put some points on the board. Um, and now this is going from a comparison to a breakdown. I just can't help it. I want my boys to win so bad. Um for San Francisco, you might have to go four two five because you got all that speed at receiver out there. Their running game isn't really a threat, so um, it's gonna be real inter interesting to see what the uh, San Francisco Forty ers defensive coordinator Sala comes up with to stop these guys. I wouldn't blitz. I wouldn't play a lot of cover three. I would play a lot of cover four, a lot of palms. You know, I would I would uh, force Mahomes to hold on to the ball and see if these uh see if those defensive linemen can eat, man. And we'll see what happens. Um, let me know what you think about that segment. Um, next, and this might be a little weird for some of you guys, but why is crying 
in sports taboo all right why is crying in tap in sports taboo well i don't know somehow some way men have been programmed to think that crying is a form of weakness i disagree with that line of thinking if you practice and play a sport for an extended period of time and you reach the pinnacle in that sport to me you can celebrate however you want long as you don't break any laws you want to cry you want to party you know whatever you want to do man um you know emotions are a part of the game they are they in the bigger picture they're part of life so you know the four-letter network likes to make fun of you know coaches that cry or players that cry man i seen a kid at the NFL combine last year he was crying because he you know he went out there and performed you know great and he was you know he he did a um he did a great job to me it's just it's just macho nonsense man you know it's just crazy when people just walk around men in particular walk around with their chest stuck out doing the you know, just looking crazy, man. Like, I don't know what else to say. You know, I just hope that <laughs> that um this. You know, I, I'm not gonna say be accepted, but just not marginalized and criticized. Like, it's this life is a very emotional thing, so you can only imagine sports, man. Sports is a microcosm of life. So, you know, let me know what you think about that segment. And uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, just a brief synopsis on the program. I like where we're going. Um, I like the, the effort, the work that this staff is putting in with these players and getting more talent on this team. And, uh, you know, I hope it all cultivates with a great 2020 season. And, um, you know, again, kudos to Mike Norvell for basic, basically being able to get another DBs coach in, uh, you know, 24 hours. Um, so the program is headed in the, in the right direction and I hope it keeps going that way and um, we'll see what happens that's going to conclude this episode I hope you enjoyed it um, it's available on YouTube it's available on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts if you're listening to this on YouTube please scroll down to the description click on one of the links and subscribe rate and review and as always, go nose.